one, two, three, four. Give me a break. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my god. Where'd you pull that out of? Yeah, you didn't think I was going to take it there. I didn't think you were taking it there. Um, Hello everyone, and welcome to FOH. I'm Lillian Devane. I'm Kelly Sullivan. And this is the podcast um, roughly about the service industry. And That's all correct. Yes, I nailed it. <laughs> yes. I got it right this time. Yes, about finally. What are the t- the subject of our podcast is? Oh my gosh! Happy New Year! Happy New Year! Um, Happy twenty twenty. Yeah, I'm liking um, it so far. Oh, that's yeah. Good. You're not. Oh, I don't. I don't have any strong feelings either way. Cool. I don't think. I love the fake fresh start of the new year. It's my favorite thing that we do. You know? What? Fake? I mean, like, you know, time isn't real. The last week isn't more, isn't in another, you know what I'm saying. It's a, it's a fresh start. You're trying to, like, logic bro the new year? (laughs) Jesus. Anyways, I just love it. I just love New Year's. I love this time of year. Everyone's, everyone's full force positive energy. Oh, yeah. You know, for the next two weeks, everyone's... Everyone's jogging. Doing their best. Left, right, and center. We're getting the best of everybody right now. Yeah, so true. Um, Which I love. Kelly and I are both on diets. We're both on diets. I'm doing Sober Jan. Oof. It's a stark, stark month. Yeah. Um, But I feel okay. Yeah. Great. Great. Um, How was your new year, Kelly? It was good. I worked. It was kind of a crazy setup and um, <laughs> the whole thing, you know, went down like a bucket of cold sick, <laughs> gross. as they say. That's disgusting. Well, that's an expression. I didn't make that up. I know. I'm just saying it's gross. Um, but uh, it was. It actually turned out to be fun and we saw each other. Yes, we did. I had a great time. It was my first New Year's off in like six or seven years I felt very uneasy about it because mm. I was like, I almost felt, I felt guilty and I felt like I wasn't in solidarity. I don't know. Do you yeah. know what I mean? Like yeah. I was like, fuck, am I, I'm like the bad guy now. Cause I have new, I don't know. It was very weird to not work and I didn't know what to do exactly. Um, but my boyfriend and I got, we made like a cute dinner and had some caviar and champagne. And then we went to see you at your work and it was really fun. And we yeah. had more champagne and I didn't get too drunk and I didn't get into a fight with anyone. Uh, two things that have not happened together on New Year's in a long time as well. Yeah. I, um, I, I contained my behavior as well. <laughs> as soon as I saw you and that you guys were drinking a bottle of champagne, I was like, I'm going to steal you a second one. I'm just going to steal it. Like you'll pay for that one and I'll just steal another one. And then I was like, maybe don't, maybe don't, maybe don't. No. Yeah, totally. That was uh responsible of you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I was thinking back to all of the crazy new years uh, I had working and I was like, God, we really, really went for it. They tore the place up. You're like, I'm really sorry. I just need to excuse myself to drink and do drugs by myself. You guys are fine, right? <laughs> yeah, for sure. I mean, it's literally <laughs> just like, oh, I just have to check something in the other room. And then it's like, yeah, rail four lines, <laughs> whatever. Uh, but I didn't do that this year. And I was happy with that. And I, you know, that's. Yeah. Did you go to bed at like 7 a.m. or anything? I mean, I went to bed pretty late. I yeah. went to bed around 5, yeah. Oof, but. Uh... Not, 
not crazy. I mean, I got off work at four, so it wasn't like, yeah, it wasn't that crazy. Probably a little later than five, but I, I got off work at four. I met some friends at a different bar, but they had already done last call. And so they like got the bartender to give me one more shot. And then I was like, which was really nice. But then I was like, I don't really want to like just be at a bar for no reason, like not drinking and yeah. like hang out with like the 15, 20 year old line cooks I work with. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> and so I left. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. Um, yeah, but it was a good new year. Mm-hmm. Good way to start the year. Felt it was responsible. Good. It was good. Yeah. Um, do you have any service stories for this week? I have one that is, I worked brunch yesterday, which, um, well, listeners know I almost never do. And um, just something that <laughs> happened that just reminded me. Well, I'll just tell the story. Okay. Yes. Um, is that this man sat down and he points to a dish on another guy's table. And he says, what is that guy having? Always. And I said, what he's having, mm-hmm. which was uh, we have like a mushroom, like a savory mushroom porridge. And, um, and I... Yeah. And he was like, I'm definitely getting that. And I was like, okay. And then he asked about two other items, one of which was like an egg sandwich Mm -hmm. and one of which was a rice bowl. Mm -hmm. And I explained those two and he was like, okay, okay. And he's like, so we'll get the sandwich and the bowl. And the rice bowl is listed on the menu as rice Rice bowl. bowl. And he said, we'll get the sandwich and the bowl. And I said, okay. And I brought up a sandwich, you know, 10 minutes later. Yeah. An egg sandwich and a rice bowl. Uh And he was like, but this is not what that guy's having. And I said, no, it's not what that guy's having. It's, it's what you ordered. <laughs> yep. And, um, and he was like, no, I ordered the porridge. And I said, well, you said, um, bowl. And this is the, the rice bowl. And he was like, oh, there's a misunderstanding. And, and I was just like, okay. And I obviously like replaced it, but it's just the casual condescension of being like, that's a misunderstanding rather than being like, I'm, I'm wrong. I misspoke. Yeah, exactly. Which like, it's not as if, if he said, Hey, I misspoke that I'm going to be like, get the fuck out. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Get one shot here. Yeah. Okay. Do not miss your chance to blow. Yeah. But it's just like, so rude to me that like, even in this very clear instance of you being wrong, that you can't just say that was my mistake. Totally. You have to turn around and say like, this is a misunderstanding, which it's not. My understanding was sheer perfection. (laughs) (laughs) In the words of Paul Hollywood and Mary Berry, it was sheer perfection, sir. (laughs) (laughs) Sir. Uh Uh-huh. Um, and it really made me so mad. Like yeah. I was like, that was not a misunderstanding. It wasn't a misunderstanding at all. Yeah. Why would you order something by the plateware that it's, it's in? No. What do you, a plate bowl, please. I'll have a plate in a bowl. <laughs> I'll have a plate in a bowl, <laughs> please. And a couple of little plates on the side, <laughs> if you don't mind. <laughs> it's not logical. Oh the restaurant my... wouldn't run. Oh my god! And it really stuck with me. I was like, like all day. I was like, fucking misunderstanding. Yeah. No, that is dumb. And it just a lot of stuff rolls off my back. But it's just the the. I think what it, honestly, if he was more rude about it, I think I would have just been like, that guy's an asshole. I don't care. 
and that's like his problem in right. life. But I think it's like the extreme casualness of it, of just him being like, there's no possibility that I'm wrong. It's like this dumb waitress. Right. And the, ex- like, yeah, that it was just so easy for him to mm-hmm. be like, this is your fault. Yep. And not even, not even that he was really faulting me. Not like it, again, it wasn't like he was saying like, you're wrong. You're an idiot. It's just so casually like assuming that it was my fault. Right. And like, he's going about his day. I did something wrong. He continues mm-hmm. throughout his day. And it just like really stuck with me because I was like, you just can't, you can't even bear the thought that like we're equals and you're wrong. Of course. It can't even enter your mind. Yeah. And it really, <laughs> you know what? I'm still suffering. <laughs> and it really bothered me. Yeah. I get it. Yeah. Sometimes you can't get over that, that kind of a uh, nagging feeling when you just want to say, look, I'm special. <laughs> I'm special. <laughs> Do not dismiss me. I am special. <laughs> I was like, in the gifted program. Do you know what that means? I solved the best puzzles. I learned the long division in the third grade. Okay, the third grade. I learned long division. Oh my god. Yeah, I feel you. It's a bad thing. I said that to him. I would love that. He's like, again, you just start pouring water into other glasses. You're like, huh? Huh? Technique? Montessori. Montessori. One word, Montessori. I pour the water. I'm like, guess what? I know that it's the same amount of water. In this one, in that one, in this one, in that one. I don't care. It's the same amount of water, buddy. Small cup, deceptively larger cup. Not true. Same amount of water. No. Same exact amount of water. You'd think, but I know better. (laughs) He's like... Can I have this to-go, please? I'll have my food in a box. (laughs) <laughs> holy oh shit God. yeah i get you i feel that rough yeah it hurts those me. are the ones that really they, they stick to you yeah it's the yeah. little things it's the little thing um i well one i have something that i forgot to tell everybody about um i told you about it oh, okay but it was a celeb a celeb at my work yeah which I can't believe it slipped my mind. It was the holidays. Everything was crazy. It was crazy. But, folks, freaking Stalker Channing came into my work. And I had just been saying, hey, where are all the celebs? I mm-hmm. heard Henry Winkler was here. I want to see him. Really? He was, yeah, before I worked there. Wow. I was like, fuck, that is sick. What, the be- sick. One of the best celebs you could encounter. Oh, he's got to be the nicest guy. And uh, kind of in the same uh, universe a little bit. A stalker? Well, just because I'm the thinking Happy and, Days, yeah, Greece. I see that. Okay, see that. same t- 70s, 50s throwbacks. Both have Z's in the name. Mm-hmm. Rizzo. Yeah, Rizzo. The Fonz. Fonz. Yeah, Italian pride. Uh-huh. I'm imagining. Mm-hmm. Although Henry Winkler's obviously Jewish. Yeah, but at, but at the, the time, time, that was, you know, enough. Mm-hmm. Anyways, um, she comes in. I didn't see this interaction happen, but I was told later that she... So she was meeting a friend... Mm-hmm. And the friend wasn't there yet. And she was like, uh, they were like, oh, you can have a seat. I think the host didn't know who she was. Yeah. And she was like, oh, you can have a seat at the bar. And she was like, I don't think so. <laughs> she was just like, I'm not sitting at the bar. It's like, Stalker Channing is not sitting at the bar waiting for someone. No. Stalker Channing's going to go ahead and sit at her table. She's the former first lady. She's, have some respect. Have some respect. Have some respect. Um, 
and me and only one other person was, were excited about it. Um, and no one else knew who she was. They were like, oh yeah, okay, sure. And we were, and like, I was like fighting. Okay, here's her order. Mm-hmm. Tito's martini, no vermouth, olives. Classy. Yeah. Three of those, I believe. <laughs> I was like, okay, girl. Okay, <laughs> okay. sister. <laughs> That's a very waspy martini. Ew. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I couldn't, but, you know, I haven't oh. lived her life, so. Oh, no. Anyways, but then I was, like, trying to run it, and this other girl was like, no, I'll run it. I was like, no, I don't think so. I think <laughs> I'm running stalker. I think I'm running the martini. I've got it. Um, I get, no, I got it. I think I got it. Um, but that was very exciting. That is very so exciting. So I just want to tell everybody that. Um, Love that for you. Thank you. Um, and then recently, um, I did have the pleasure of six real estate people, three gentlemen, and then their like German blonde wives sit at the bar. And I told my coworker, I said, listen, um, I will get fired if I have to serve these people. I'm going to need you to take over. Step in. I just, sometimes you know. Yeah. And I said, I, I just emotionally cannot. Yeah. I'm hearing about their deals. I'm hearing about the years they've had financially. I just can't. It's better to know. Yeah. You got to know your limits. It's better then, to know. And luckily I have that privilege of working with another bartender. I could say... Nope. Tonight will be my last night at this restaurant if I, if I have to talk to them. If I have to talk to those people, you'll never see me again. Oh, yeah. They're, well, they'll probably have me killed, you know, mm-hmm. realistically. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh-huh. They've got a handler. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, and then I want to say a unified FOH message from you and I. Oh, boy. <laughs> before we start the show. Okay. That's it. <laughs> No, this is not pertaining to my particular workplace or necessarily your particular workplace. Oh, God. No, I just want to say that people who work at restaurants are crucial to the culture and success of a restaurant, and you should do everything you can. That is true. To keep employees that foster a community. Yes, absolutely. Hard agree. That is the heart of a restaurant, and that's what people come for. It is the food, it is the wine, but if the vibe's wrong... Yeah, but this is New York. This is New York. You can Everywhere get good has, food exactly. and good wine any any place on the block. Exactly. You can go to... What's your bar called? Martha Mays? What? Maggie Mays. <laughs> Maggie Mays. Oh my god. If you guys ever want to come to Sunnyside and have like a jalapeno <laughs> margarita that's actually good, but is a jalapeno margarita, come on down to Maggie Mays. It has fake pressed tin ceilings. All the bartenders are Irish. And it's very 2008, <laughs> and you're gonna love the way you look at Maggie Mays. <laughs> but they're very nice. They're free popcorn at happy hour. Oh, terrific! Incredible people, incredible people. The Irish, you know, <laughs> they so, so welcoming. Are. They welcoming. so are. They're very welcoming. Oh people. man. Anyways, that's all I have to say. A festering anger beneath me boils. <laughs> okay, Macbeth. <laughs> <laughs> I'm on my period. I don't know. Things are coming out of my <laughs> mouth. Things are coming out of my mouth. A Scottish play. A Scottish play. <laughs> oh, God. All right. Anyways, that was my, that's my message. Um, <laughs> Thank you, Lily. No problem. <laughs> <laughs> may or may not leave that in. Um, unsure. Okay. Um, Kelly. Yes. What are we talking about Darling. this week? Um, so some of you may have heard <laughs> that, uh, this country 
the United States. I don't know where you're listening from. Sure. Uh, has taken <laughs> a shine, a shine <laughs> to the idea of going to war with Iran. Mm. Mm-hmm. Taken a, a sweet little shine. <laughs> A second glance. <laughs> a little twinkle in Donald Trump's eye. <laughs> and it's war with Iran. Um, oh, man. Which, by the way, I don't know if you saw that. I didn't read this article, but I saw the headline like every other dumb idiot in the United States. Um, that was like <laughs> the like army or whatever um, <laughs> gave Donald Trump like a bunch of possibilities of like what to do. Like they were like, we got to do something in Iran because of reasons sure i they just discovered a new oil field they were like right, we're yeah, gonna yeah, have yeah. to attack them. yeah we gotta get in there yeah. and they were like here's all the like normal reasons and they're like here's the one wild card don't definitely don't choose that one uh-huh. and of course he was like i'm a senile old man i'm yeah. gonna choose uh-huh. that one yeah of course it's like it probably had like the most stickers on it or yeah. something you know it's like so insane and then they're like wait what <laughs> they're like mm, sorry that mm-hmm. was not really an option <laughs> yeah it's like <laughs> You know, we're deciding where to go to dinner, and I'm like, we could do sushi, we could go to the falafel place, we could run down to get Indian, or we could, like, run into the city and go to Keens. And you're like, Keens! I think that sounds good. That's what he did, essentially. Yeah, he took, he's taking the country to Keens. He's taking, he's taking the country to Keens. Getting that mutton chop. <laughs> taking a picture of that big mural. That joke is for 16 people. Thank you. Okay. And by the way, thank you to those. Yes, thank um, you guys. Anywho, so we thought that it might be kind of prescient <laughs> to talk about um, food and restaurants and what happens to those places during war times. Yeah. And what that looks like. Yeah, kind of fun. Um, I will say just off, you know, at the top of the episode that my research is maybe what mm, I would say sort of a a smart sixth grader would have done. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, just bear that in mind. Bear yeah, that in that's mind. That's kind of the depth I went to on this one. <laughs> yeah. Because let's be let's be real, you know, global politics is for boys. You know, I'm not That is so true. I can't Lillian. I'm like I cannot do it. That was the message of Uncut Gems. Um, That's why it opens in Ethiopia <laughs> and then cuts back to New York. Honestly, the beginning of Uncut Gems is just like scene for scene a match to like The Omen or The Exorcist or uh, Jurassic Park. Interesting. They're all the they're all the digs in other, you know. That is really true. That's really interesting. I had not I was thought like of that parallel. Dying in the theater. I was like this is insane. This is oh, exactly I, I I love exactly that as that. like an I love that. I love yeah. that Lillian. Anyways, really that's, smart. That's where my mind went. Um could a sixth grader think of that? <laughs> I don't think so. I hope they haven't seen those movies. That would be bad parenting. <laughs> they're not getting in the gifted program. Uh-oh. Okay. Um, anyways. <laughs> okay, mo- moving on. Most of my, uh, obviously the only times we've uh, had rationing are World War One, World War Two in America. Right. Um, first, in World War One, it was voluntary rationing, which is yeah. adorable. Adorable. Because the United States was only in that war for like a fucking year. Also, there were like 30 people living in the United States in World War One. That is so true. And also, <laughs> it was a fully agrarian society. So they were like... They're like, yeah, okay, we, we got don't... tomatoes in the back. No big whoop. Yeah, they were like, 
I mean, where it's rationing the food that you are literally making. So <laughs> I don't know. We can't really. Like, oh, I'm so selfless. I'm in the United States during the First World War. Yeah, we got yeah, your number, big bud. Big whoop. Yeah. Okay. Thanks for your service. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, I don't know. Did you? My grandparents what? survived World War One. <laughs> Big fucking whoop. <laughs> I just opened up my iPad to look at my research, and the thing that popped up was the Wikipedia entry for a Roy Rogers. Oh, <laughs> I read that article too, where they were like, "It's a, it's just a Scotch Manhattan, right?" Oh, oh, sorry, that's a Rob Roy. That's a Rob Roy. Roy Rogers is a uh, Coca Cola and Maraschino cherry. Oh, spread. that's the Coke Shirley Temple. Yes, exactly. Yeah. Um, I. Anyways. That's funny because I was reading an article about. Um, the New Yorker hotel in there. And they were, for some reason mentioned Rob Roy's multiple times in the article. And I was like, I mean, okay. Yeah, mm, Sure. Um, a sugary treat, a delight for all. Um, anyways, most of, I mean, I'm just going to talk about world war two basically. Oh, okay, great. Cause I had, I read some stuff about, um, Vietnam. Perfect. Okay. Um, I actually, one of the few things that gives me joy anymore is, Learning something that actually blows my mind. Oh. You know what I mean? What did you learn? Well, Kelly, um, first of all, I didn't really know that much about rationing, to be honest with you. <laughs> I don't know how the fuck it works. What am I, an old man who had to do it himself? Yeah, my stepdad um, doesn't really like have a big app. My mom and I are both like um, food people and... Um, like that is something that matters to us. We both enjoy cooking at home. We both enjoy going out to restaurants. Mm-hmm. And my stepdad is like, I don't enjoy. It. He's British, and he's like, maybe because I had to deal with rationing as a child. <laughs> like, oh fuck you! It's like because he lived in like rural England. I think it like went from like London out. Who yeah. Got, who was taken off rations? So oh, it was got like it. London first, and then out and out and out. And he's from fucking Surrey or something. Shire. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And he's like, we were on rations till I was seven, so I think I never really developed an appetite for it. Mm -mm. And it's like, uh... (laughs) (laughs) That's Kelly just backing away (laughs) from him out of the room. Um, Oh, my God. Um, Well, yeah, in The Crown, they do the whole, like, that whole um, electricity rationing or whatever the fuck. Remember? Are you talking about during the minor strikes? No. Never mind. We'll talk. Yes. Yes, I am. Oh, okay. Anyways. That's not related to the war. But, no, I know. But they oh. still had to, like, the yeah, yeah. sacrifices, right, 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 whatever. Cool. Yeah, which yeah. is just a thing that, like, is yeah. crazy. Anyways. Um, so, I didn't really realize the extent that rationing changed and shaped American eating culture. I was like, oh, sure. That makes sense. Rationing, whatever. They obviously... And I guess I just didn't... Okay. So, rationing, basically, they're sending... Most like meat, canned goods, processed foods to our boys abroad, mm-hmm. the good cigarettes, the good tinned meat, gross, um, which was spam was just made for the army. And then they were like, we're putting it on the shelves. And everyone was like, why? And they're like, I don't know. And we still have it to this day. <clears throat> A beautiful story. Um, anyways, so, um, so people had like booklets issued by the government that were very complicated. I was looking at them and I was like, I would not be able to do this math. You get like separate booklets for separate things. You can only buy a certain amount of gas. All this amazing government propaganda about like 
carpooling is fun. Um, really love those reels. You know, they all have like Benny Goodman in the background. <laughs> <laughs> it's like the same. You know, anyways. Um, so a lot of these recipes and like the age totally makes sense where like my grandmother would have been, yeah, she would have been like depression and forties. So lived through all that stuff and then pass that down to their kids in the sixties, which is why people still made cause jello molds, jello stuff, cottage cheese was a thing. We were just talking as a substitute for meat, which is really crazy. People were eating more fish, um, ground beef, casseroles, um, all of the most disgusting American foods, meatloaf, like loafs were really big. Mm-hmm. You yeah. Know? Cause you can mix in like bread, all the stuff, like all the filler stuff. Right. So they were like, you know, no sugar rationing sugar. Um, and it's just so, it's so interesting encouraging like the department of agriculture was like showing people how to can goods, mm-hmm. like showing victory people how to garden. Yeah. Victory gardens. Um, they're like, I see we're fighting the war together. Like a soldier and an old man tilling the soil. Um, yeah, really, really interesting. And then it just was, I was like, oh, fuck. Like, just that, like, the ancestry of our gross food is from rationing. Yeah. Right? Yeah. So weird. That's really interesting. Yeah. And I was like, why didn't, yeah, I don't know. It's bizarre. Yeah. I am in college Mm. where I went, kind of famously. (laughs) Um, (laughs) I, uh, one of the first, um, history classes that I took that was like explicitly women's history boo. Was like, boo, boring um, was my sophomore year of college. Um, my professor's name was Alana, but I can't remember her last name now. Mm-hmm. Anyway. Um, <laughs> and, but we were reading uh, this book and it was specifically about um, like what had happened to Jewish people's daily lives under the Nazis mm-hmm. and something that, um, they talked about in the book was that um, Jews had severely restricted because obviously German had Germany had severe rations mm-hmm. in the same way that the U.S. did, but um, Jewish people before they were completely cut out of civil life just had reduced rations. So when Hitler comes to power, like in 1939, right. um, Jews just have like. a a reduced portion of the rations and there were all these um like vegetarian cookbooks that are like kosher vegetarian cookbooks that come up in this time period Mm -hmm. and it was so interesting to me like the i don't know just like yeah that there are like culinary traditions that are specifically born out Mm -hmm. of that moment but also something that really struck me at that time is that um, the suicide rate of Jewish people in Germany like skyrocketed, obviously, under sure. Nazis, but was much higher for men than for women, which is true. Yeah, across the board. Across the board. But it's really interesting to me <clears throat> to think of like the ways that war affects men and women differently because like women have to deal with just like the quotidian like mm-hmm. continuation of life, where like men are like the Marshall, sure, you know, forces, and that, like, in some ways, I think that that is like kind of inures you to like that suicidal impulse of just like the literal, like, 
okay, like, well, we have the rations. We have our ration cards. We have to pick up the food. I'm learning these new recipes. I'm learning. Mm, like like how there's to... an addition to your life, like, that yeah. in this way that keeps you kind of focused and, like. Yeah. yeah. And that, like, in a weird way, just having this, like. It's like a bond. Well, it's like a bond, too, with yeah. your community and with, totally. like, that creates that whole. Talk yeah. to your neighbor about, I don't know how to use the stamp booklet. That's you know, that would be me. I'm like, hey, God, quick question for you. This is, might sound dumb, um, but the K, I just can't, the booklet number one stamp. Now, can I get green beans with that? They're like, no. <laughs> no. You become like, um, you know, and it's a wonderful life when Jimmy Stewart dies and then he sees his wife if she, if he had died when he was a child and she's like just a sad a librarian, librarian and yeah. everyone's like, don't look at her. She's an awful librarian. That would be you like windblown hair. Like, can I get beans with this? Everyone's like, no. <laughs> well, most fruits and vegetables weren't rationed, Kelly. So <laughs> could have gotten those beans on my own. I could have gotten beans any time I wanted. <laughs> I could have gotten beans anytime. <laughs> also, what's interesting to me um, is that, and I wonder if this is, this is just a current thing, speaking of being on diets. Um, I was like, you know, doing some separate research about diets and I, I read it. Oh, I was reading actually Melissa Clark wrote something for the times about reducing. Meat oh, and I dairy. saw that from our, our late, uh, our princess, <laughs> a yeah. princess, the people's princess. Melissa <laughs> Clark. Um, and, the dietitian was saying like, basically if you're getting enough calories, you're getting enough protein because we think of like meat as being the source of protein, but most food has protein in it to a certain extent. Mm. And so if you get enough calories, you get enough protein almost if you're eating like a basically otherwise complete sure. diet, you will get enough protein. I got some guys at GNC that might <laughs> beg to differ with you, Kelly. You show them that video, see how it goes. But it's interesting because I think that rations drop your caloric intake below what it should be. To have the collarbone of a woman on rations in 1945, right. come on, would right. kill. Right. You so... Know? So that's probably why it was also so protein of like finding those meat substitutes and finding like the ways to like draw out protein rather than like a true need for, for protein. It's sure. just a need for calories. Sure, sure, sure. Yeah. Is that interesting? Probably not. I don't know. Yeah. I mean, I'm just still imagining myself as a woman on rations. So that's kind of keeping me amused right now. I don't know if the listeners have anything like that. Leanne's like, if you can imagine a void, that's what I would be. Imagine a woman somehow also a void. And that's me in 1944. I mean, so delighted. I am weirdly, this is what's so bizarre about, again, time. (laughs) Again, time. Again, time comes up. Um, That my grandfather lived through the Great Depression, Mm. which is just like, doesn't seem mathematically possible because I am 12 years old. So how could that happen? That's why it's not bad that you did the research level of a sixth grader. You literally are one. (laughs) But he lived through, and it's just like, that kind of shit makes you fucking crazy. Wait, I have to say something, which is that (laughs) one of the porters the other day pulled up on his phone this story, and it's like a 60, it was like in Spanish, but it was like a 64-year-old woman gives birth to a baby. No, sure. it's It's a miracle, and he's like, a miracle and i was like i mean sure, sure. like i was like what am i come on like don't 
Yeah, don't like, force me to interact. I was. I like, would have been like sick. You think that's sick? I don't know. It's sickening. It's sickening. Is it what it is. Should be allowed to breed. Sixty four. I mean, whatever. Oh, I'm sure God. it's fake. I snatched that phone out of his hand. No more phone privileges for you. <laughs> that's what you say to our porters. I was like, why are you showing me this? Anyways, whatever. Um, okay, moving on. Yeah, forget my story about the actual Great Depression. Um, well, that was my Great Depression. <laughs> it caused me to be greatly depressed. Whatever. <laughs> I hate you. <laughs> my parents survived the Great Depression, too. Your parents? My grandparents. <laughs> <laughs> Kelly pulls off a mask to reveal she's like 95 years old. Yeah. What do you um, think I'm so obsessed with plastic surgeries? Because I'm getting it constantly. I'm 45. <laughs> Anyways, um, all right, whatever. Yes, my grandparents survived the Great Depression, too. Um, yeah, just fucking crazy that it wasn't that long ago, you know what I mean? Shirley Temple hitting the silver screen. She mm. was the only thing keeping this country afloat. That is really true. God bless her. That is really Even true. Even though she became a Republican politician. Yeah. Um, That's Shirley Temple Black. What? That was her married name, Shirley Temple oh, Black. I was like, what the fuck are you talking about? Um, I will say that I'm very easily swayed by propaganda because after watching all of those videos today, I was like, World War II was the best time this country has ever seen. You know that they've done, like, <laughs> they did, like, happiness polls and England was literally, English people, British people were the happiest during the Blitz. I mean, it, you get to you get to rip the tires off your car. You wheel them on down. Everyone's having a blast. You are an English pervert. <laughs> that is what you are saying to me right now. You are an English pervert. I'm taking my nylons off. I'm throwing them in the bin for the. It's like for the that boys. was the happiest they were because like British people are so like cold and weird, and then they had to huddle down in their tube, and they had to eat eat, eat their rations together. They were in the tube. It's like a and that made them happy. <sighs> I mean, I'm just saying. I get it. World War II was obviously bad. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you for saying so. But I will say, fun little government packets seems kind of cute Well, and that's what you have to look forward to. I am. I literally am. Folks, Lillian's voting for Trump. Ration me. <laughs> Ration me, daddy. <laughs> I would kill for a government-mandated diet that I couldn't disobey it. You know what I mean? Yeah, that's so true. <laughs> Logging into the Lusa app on rations. <laughs> oh my god. One sugarless brown <laughs> Betty slice. <laughs> like today, I was so hungry, I, I boiled dandelion roots and drank the tea. <laughs> then it pops up. Are the foods you're eating holding you back? <laughs> This is Lose It app in jokes. If y'all aren't on it. <laughs> if y'all aren't on Lose It app, is it even January? <laughs> oh my God. Anyways, what about Vietnam? <laughs> <laughs> um, L O freaking L. Well, I was just reading about <clears throat> um, Vietnam and there were a couple of things that I was reading about uh, like Americans encounters with Vietnamese food mm. because um, something that is very interesting to me is uh, like how, because so many, like you said, like the American tradition of food is shaped by rations. Like so much food is shaped by 
war. Sure. Um, sure. Like the combining of cultures. Mm-hmm. Um, and that is interesting to me. Yeah, of course. No, I mean, um, one thing that I found out a couple of years ago that was fascinating to me is that carbonara mm-hmm. is a ration, is a recipe from World oh. War II rations because you would get, like, that was the ration kit basically was pork, yep. eggs, and cheese. Perfect. And you just put that all in pasta. But to me, it's such a, like, it's such an elemental recipe that it feels ancient mm-hmm. like it feels like it had to have been invented in ancient times totally but it's not it's Mesopotamia. like they're out there <laughs> whipping oh, up some pasta carbonara. <laughs> but it was so recent yeah that is interesting it's very crazy to me yeah bring on the war i say let's see what pops let's up see what, let's see. it's like how people were like the trump era is gonna make some really art, good the art it's gonna be great well now that didn't happen, so let's bring on the war. See if it makes some good culinary. Why not? Some fusion, some fusion. <laughs> <laughs> um, but kind of what I, what is is also interesting about like that moment of of contact is that um, <clears throat> it just is like a mirror to the violence of colonialism, which like most modern wars are just colonial wars past world war two um anyway so because it's like what happens is they're like top down food Mm -hmm. um kind of like traditions and and the way that those forces combine it's like because basically what i was reading is i was like trying to read about american contact with like vietnamese Mm -hmm. korean like all those foods and it was basically like all these american soldiers were like yeah i straight up like refused to eat sure like we were not recommended to eat it we were given cans and they were like canned dinners that were like spaghetti and meatballs in a can yep chicken and dumplings in a can like canned dinners Imagine being around some of the best food in the world and you're like, no, I'm eating my K-rations. It was like this one op-ed was this man talking about having been a soldier in Vietnam and then visiting Vietnam as a grown person and Mm -hmm. that he was so afraid to eat it and realizing how like palatable he found it now. But part of that was like the commercialization of like, he was basically talking about fish sauce and his first exposure to fish sauce. He was like, it is disgusting. (laughs) And then he's like, and, but now I like fish sauce, but it's not the same as what it was. Right. Because basically what he was saying, which I was like, I bet that shit tastes so good is like they trap all the like little tiny fish that come into the rice paddy and then leave it on the roof to ferment so Uh it gets like all the like wild yeast and it like dries out and basically like turns into like pulp pulp and then they mix in like all the lime juice all the sugar all the chilies and he was like it literally smells so bad and i was like yes (laughs) yes it does Mm. and and then he was like and he was like but now they they've commercialized it so it tastes good but i was like that sounds good i'm sure you can still find that sure but um not here no we're going to Anthony Bourdain and we're going to Vietnam. We're going to the East River. <laughs> we should do a parts unknown that's just like us walking around Sunnyside. <laughs> you always see people like fishing. Like in, you know, like if you go out to Long Island, you always see people. Like, oh, yeah. We heck. Could, heck. <laughs> we could do that. Let's post up. <coughs> 
Yeah. So I was just, I think yeah. those like moments of contact are so interesting because it's either this moment that you choose to be vulnerable and you choose to like accept the humanity of the people whose land you're occupying or you don't. No. Yeah. You can't. If yeah. you're a good soldier, I tell you that much. <laughs> you better not. Fucking soldier. You better not. Um, and I think that the food specifically is such a way to keep a distance from like the humanity of like the yes. colonial subject. Totally. And also um, that if you were an American and you had only eaten like baked chicken for your whole life and you like actually ate Vietnamese food, American exceptionalism disappear instantly. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like you would just be like, oh, wait, this is not the greatest country. It cannot be. It cannot be. That cannot be true. I'm tasting this food. I'm realizing oh wait for one goddamn second. I'm looking over at Tex over here. He's an idiot. <laughs> He's bound to get one of us killed. This guy's a goddamn idiot. This guy's a goddamn rapist. And you know what? These noodles, pretty freaking good. Got Willem Dafoe kind of beating all the odds, breaking the rules. <laughs> Anyways. Um, God, everything's bad, but war is good. You know what could be cool, actually, is, um, <laughs> it, like, I feel like, uh, I do actually feel like we could get some interesting food out of war with Iran. Oh, yeah. Delicious stuff, probably. Sure. But they have to invade us and win, also. I've had some, I've had Iranian cuisine. Mm, yeah, I so think, yeah, Right? Yeah. yeah. You're like, yeah, you have. <laughs> <laughs> One of the craziest people I know is Iranian, so... <laughs> If that tells you anything if about that, that whole anything. damn country. No, he has some... The whole war's going to be Pratt slaps. If <laughs> he's any example. <laughs> Ever seen Last Comic Standing? Uh, no, he has some true horror stories about his life. So, <clears throat> anyways. Um, right, but that's Life Under the Shaw. Which sure. was... Which you know, was, he was installed. Yes, 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 yes. Kelly! Not another Enough. word. Not, I'm pointing again at Kelly. Not another word. Enough. <laughs> That's what she says. Enough. We're going to have those fucking laser on our head. You know what oh, I mean? Oh, yeah, sure. Uh, I wish this would get flagged. Dude, if we get assassinated, this podcast would get fucking blew up. Blew up. Um. Anyways, uh, if you want us to have a live show in your city or in New York at your restaurant or bar, we would love to come do it. That's true. We've been thinking about we want to do another one soon. and It's really fun. If you're a business owner, we will sell it out. And yeah. everyone will... Everyone, oh, okay. Um, <laughs> everyone's a alcoholic who are our fans friends, yeah. and our, our friends. So it'll be money. Yeah. It'll be great. It's, it's fun. always fun. It's fun. Um, anyway, so... Yeah, I don't know if we have enough money this year to travel necessarily, but we'll see. We'll see. Could but happen. yeah, I think like February or March, if, if you're in New York... Yeah. And you want to host? Let us know. DM us. DM us. Because we need something to get through the winter, you know what I mean? Yeah, I'm not drinking, so I need I need <sighs> lots of good energy. Can't wait for that to be over for good you. Good vibes. <laughs> good vibes only, good says vibes Kelly. Because I don't smoke pot, too, so it's like I, I'm just, I'm just white-knuckling it. You no know? one smokes pot anymore, Kelly. Okay, we're all out here vaping and eating Oh, my eating God. It. Okay. Get with it. Actually, I got... Well, I'll tell you later. Um, okay. I'm intrigued. Yeah. Okay. Um, anyways. No. Oh, we have to do our Patreon. Oh. Fuck. Okay. Oh, um, I, don't have, I got a new phone today, so I don't have the app on my phone. Okay. 
Patreon shout out to, I think I have them memorized. Cool. Hannah. Mm-hmm. Thank you so much. Thank you. Sue. Sue. Adorable name. Yeah, actually really cute. Not, I don't know new, too many people named Sue. I have um, one dead aunt named Sue. Oh, maybe she's from heaven beaming down our Patreon. Nope. Oh, okay. She Looking up. She didn't like me too much. <laughs> no, she's probably in heaven, but I don't think she would be beaming down anything good for me. All right. Well, scratch that. Thank you, Sue. <laughs> uh, Mark. Mark. Blessings to you and yours. And I think Chris. 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 Sweet Chris. Thank you so much. Um, yeah. Thank you to all our, our patrons. We really appreciate it. Let's get that number up so Kelly and I can live our lives as normal (laughs) what okay great plug for our patreon anyways um please review rate and subscribe we love you guys so much happy new year good night